There's a rule for that may contain mature themes. So listener discretion is advised. podcast this is this is there's a rule for that it's a tabletop podcast Hooray! yeah i'm lindsey berry and i'm brianne bradley and today we're talking about something i have my notes right here <laughs> uh, we're talking about um archetypes in D. squints at note on hand archetibus archetibus um so <laughs> with me i was like Okay, how do I talk about this? How do you talk how about this? How do I talk this? about this? So, I actually had to look up the definition. And apparently there's a lot of definitions for archetype. Yeah, that seems like one of those versatile words. Yeah. That... So, first of all, archetype actually derives from the Greek compound of the words archa and tupos. Archetupos. Archetupos. Um, archa is... Um, what's known as first principle or primitive. Tupos is impression or a model. So in Greek, archetupon is something modeled for, uh, something molded first as a model. Okay. Which really wouldn't define what archetype is now, but I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> and archetypes are often misunderstood as uh, meaning a certain definite, uh, definite mythological image or motif. I'm having a really hard time reading my own handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I wrote everything down with a pencil, but didn't, like, go back with an eraser. No! I just pretended it was a pen. So, on the contrary, an archetype is an inherited tendency of the human mind to form a representation of motifs. Okay. So, a representation uh, that can vary a great deal without losing the basic pattern. So... In nature, it would be like, oh, all there's different types of birds, but all birds know how to build a nest. Like that. Do they? Yeah. Huh. All birds know how to build the nest. What about penguins? Some just build nests differently. Penguins build nests out of rocks. Do they? Yeah. I love penguins. Penguins are amazing. <laughs> oh, they waddle. <laughs> well, I love penguins because they're like together forever. It's like, oh, I found this really pretty pebble. Oh, will you take my pebble? Yes, I will take your pebble. <laughs> and then they're, they're wed. And then they will always be together until Aww. they die. It's so cute. I, I was like, okay, back to archetypes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's so okay, penguins are adorable. Um, so, so archetype is, is a noun, and it um, has a few definitions to it. One, it could be a typical example of a certain person or thing. It can be an original that has been imitated. It can be a recurrent symbol or motif. Or a primitive mental image inherited from the earliest human ancestors and is supposed to be present in the collective unconscious. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I keep doing that. (laughs) It's all news to you. It is. It's all news. It's news to me when I was looking at this up. I'm like, huh. That's the thing. That's a, that's a cool that's thing. thing. So in D&D, uh, archetypes are known as subclasses. And in D&D, there's about 12 different classes that you can choose from. Yeah. Um, and what are classes to begin with, in case somebody out there doesn't know? So classes are like, oh, what do you want your character to be? It's like, I actually have the thing here. It says that... You can be one of 12 things in D&D 5th edition, as of now. You can be a barbarian, a bard, a cleric, a druid, a fighter, a monk, a paladin, a ranger, a sorcerer, a wizard, or a warlock. Nice. I am a bard, always. You're always a bard, except for that one time where you were a fighter. Uh, And a sorcerer. I'm making a sorcerer character right now. 
Spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Did did one of your characters die recently? Is that why you had to make a new character? She's going to get married. <gasps> oh yeah! Yeah! To that NPC! <laughs> oh my gosh. So I totally probably... forgot about that. <laughs> I'm going to need a new character oh, soon. Oh my gosh. Oh, but... I find sorcerers to be really fun. They're yeah, really fun. They, they seem like they're going to be fun. Oh, they are. I don't know fun. how to be anything but a bard because that's all I've ever been. Don't worry, I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to be a sorcerer. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> I have a few sorcerers that I've played. Awesome. Um, so you get to gain a subclass once you hit level three. Once you hit level three, you can choose a subclass. But once you choose that subclass, you're locked into it. You can't back out and be like, oh, never mind, I want to change, oh, I want to change the type of school that my character went to. Like, no. Like, like if I suddenly decided, like, right now that Linthrail didn't want to be uh, in the College of Lore, but a glamour college. Yeah, you can't do that. That's something that you can't do. Um, <coughs> she's dying, guys. She's dying. I'm choking on my own spit. Don't choke! <coughs> you got this! Hufflepuff's <coughs> life! I got it! Yay! So... You can choose another subclass once you, like, dual class, once you multi-class. Um, but we'll get to that later. Okay. We'll get to, we'll get to dual classing some other time. I'll put a pin um, in that We'll put a pin in that one. Subclasses are uh, an area of expertise that your character can go into um, and what your character excels at. Each subclass is completely different from one another. No okay. two subclasses are alike. Um, that was kind of the issue with earlier versions of D&D, is um, a bunch of different classes were, like, really similar to one another, and okay. their subclasses were, like, super similar to one another. So it was like everyone was the same character. Yeah. But they've, they've changed that with 5th um, with edition, which I thought was really cool. Okay. So with, with subclasses, it makes it that no two people are alike. Everybody's different in their own special way. Um, and when everyone's special, no one is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so each class is something that separates them from the others, and each subclass separates them further. And so even though you could have, like, two people be wizards in a party, they probably are from, like, different... They probably have different subclasses that they can choose from. So as of now, each class has a different number of subclasses. And here's my list that I've compiled. Here we go. So in Barbarian, in the Barbarian class, you can have six different subclasses. And in one of those subclasses, you can choose like a total of like six different um, things. Because in bar with Barbarians, there's something called the Way of the Totem. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah. And... Uh, as of now, they've actually added two more, which makes the totem number six. So you can choose up to six different totems. So basically 12 options yeah. there. Yeah. Holy cow. If you choose like that one, you get that extra six that you can pick from. Holy cow. Yeah. Hold on. <coughs> She's dying again. <coughs> I just want to finish. <coughs> okay. Okay. Uh, with bards, you have six subclasses. That's it. Those are um, all different various schools that you can choose from. But they're all beautiful. They're all beautiful in their own special ways. Um, clerics jump from that six to 13 different subclasses. Oh my goodness. There is ver a varying number of different gods and goddesses. And How each, do you choose? I don't know. That's the thing. I think you'd have to like go through each and every one of them and actually choose. Oh, I want to uh, follow this god or goddess. Oh, where do they go into? Oh, this slot. So... There's the domain that I fall under. I want to say something really quick. Yeah, what's up? Last episode, I said my cleric was really bad at healing and mm -hmm. stuff. I was incorrect. She's a paladin, and I feel dumb. <laughs> Just wanted to put that correction she, out there. <laughs> she has a. She's made a bad name for paladins. <laughs> she has. I love her. Oh gosh. She's the best. So, druids go back down to six again. Okay. Then we go to fighters who have it, who have ten different subclasses. What? Yeah. Um, and I, in all honesty, when I was so many, look, when I was looking things up, I thought that fighters would have the most subclasses. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess there's a lot of different ways of fighting. I was yeah. like, how many ways are there to punch people? And then I remembered there's oh, martial wait. arts. Well, <laughs> monks are martial artists. Well, okay. Well, then there's like, there's like, oh, you fight with swords. You fight with. Uh, 
quarter staff to fight with. Mind yeah. blown. There's so many different ways. There's so many ways to hit people with other weapons. Yeah. And then with monks, there's so many ways to punch people. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, with monks, by the way, there's eight different types of subclasses that you can choose for a monk. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's different ways to punch people. Eight different ways. Eight different ways to punch people. It's beautiful. So with paladins, you're still at that eight with the subclasses. Uh, but then we go back to six with rangers. Okay. Rangers have six subclasses. Sorcerers jump back up to that eight subclass. But then we go to um, warlocks. Warlocks have nine. So you just bump it up one. Yep. Uh, lastly, you have your wizards. And they have an astounding 15 different subclasses. Holy moly. Yeah. That's a lot of subclasses. That's a lot of subclasses. And each of these subclasses can be read about in um, the major books that are used for, like, oh, the D&D League or something like that. So you have the Dungeon Master's Guide. You have the Player's Handbook. You have the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. You have um, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. And you have the newest one, which is Unearthed Arcana. And, and you have the internet. Yeah, the internet, too. But um, I want to focus more on Unearthed Arcana in another episode. Okay. Because it's actually what's known as player test content. Okay. So it's not official yet, but the wizard, uh, the Wizards of the Coast are playtesting it to see how it would work. Okay. Which actually gives us a lot of different things if it becomes an official thing. Interesting. Yeah. And so... Uh, what I was um, also looking at was something called um, antiquated archetypes. And the meaning of antiquated, because I didn't know, because I'm dumb. I'm 23 and I don't even know that word. I know um, that word. <laughs> it means um, old-fashioned or outdated. Okay. So these are archetypes that you would find in older versions of D&D. And they were either renamed or reworked as something else. And all are going to be found in the Unearthed Arcana later, if it becomes an official thing. Okay. Uh, but other than that, you can find it in older versions of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, with the Barbarians, they have four old subclasses. Bards, four. Clerics have two older ones. Druids have three. Fighters have seven. Hmm. Um, which probably um, makes up for... Fighters having a little bit less uh, subclasses than uh, clerics. Monks have three subclasses. Now there's another one that I want to focus on in a later episode called a mystic. Okay. Mystics were not a subclass. They were an actual class that got scrapped from D&D. Oh. And I kind of didn't want to go into it yet. So I was like, mm, another episode. So I want to get into that some other time because it's an old class that you cannot use anymore. That's coming. Yeah. Paladins have three old subclasses. Rangers have three old subclasses. Sorcerers have five old subclasses. Um, warlocks have three old subclasses and wizards have two old subclasses. Okay. So with that said, I think it would be fun to go over some of the um, subclasses that you can choose from. Absolutely. So, let me get out my handy dandy other notebook, which is my phone. <laughs> and let's go over a few of these. First off with barbarians. Now, barbarians I love very much. Yeah. Um, I actually have a barbarian known as Pinebreaker. Aww. And he is a centaur. Ooh. Which is one of the newer classes that came out in um, one of the new books. I don't have the book on me right now, and I can't remember what it's called. But centaurs are, like, super, super cool. And um, they're, player they're player characters, but you can also use them as mounts. Nice. As long as uh, you're, like, a medium-sized character, you can use them. And you have their consent. And, of course, you have their consent. No centaur likes to be ridden without yeah. consent. People, if you have a centaur, either an NPC or a PC, please get their consent before you ride them. Don't just assume. Don't just assume. No means no. <laughs> this has been a Tarft PSA. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, with barbarians, barbarians are the rough and tumble. They are the tanks of the D&D world. They are the ones who um, act first and uh, think later. 
<laughs> so their subclasses are known as paths. And so you have the path of the ancestral guardian. I thought it was like the way, but no, it's the path. It's a path. It's not a way, it's a path. Um, so you have the path of the ancestral guardian, which is a, oh, you have like an ancestor that came before you and they're the ones who will, um, who give you your strength. Got you. Um, you have the way of the battle rager, which is like, oh, you're like a warrior. You're, okay. you're the way that you get your strength is through battle. Is that where, never mind, never mind. I don't what? remember, I don't remember my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> if I remember my question, it, I will ask it. Okay. So just, just scream it out. Uh, the Path of the Berserker is the ones who go into blind blind rages. That answered my question. Yeah. Actually, okay. that was my question. Okay. Was that like where Berserkers are at? No. No, Berserkers are their own way. Um, yeah, they're more of like the, they will go into a blind rage. Okay. During battle. And Berserkers are like the most popular. Nice. Of the subclasses. I'm just familiar because. with one. Um, Path of the Storm Herald is one of the newer ones, and they are, they're kind of hard to explain because they get their, they get their power from, um, from like that, the, from storms. Ooh. So they have like their own god that they follow, and that god gives them the power to I might have to fight. rework a character. Well, in, um, because in Critical yeah. Role... In the, in the podcast Critical Role, I know that you were going to get into listening to that. Yeah. Um, in season two, there is a character known as... Um, Frick, I just had her name! Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Critical Role podcast. I am such a big fan, but I can't remember her name right now. Yasha, that's her name. So, um, the character, her name is Yasha. She okay. is um, an asimer. Nice. And... That is um, her subclass for her barbarian, for her bar- her barbaric traits, is the Path of the Storm Herald. She follows... Um, that sounds fantastic. Oh my gosh, it is so cool. How When she, when she goes in the battle, she is beautiful. That sounds beautiful, um, yeah. Yes. So, Path of the Totem Warrior is what I told you about. And they have like a total of six different totems that they can choose from, and they get their power from that totem. Okay. And their fighting style actually changes based on the totem that they choose, which is really cool. Nice. Um, lastly, there's the path, the, the path of the Zealot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Path of the Zealot is kind of like they do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, well, they're Zealots. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of their thing. They are into um, it. Yeah, they're so into it. They're here to there. <laughs> they're here to party. And no <laughs> one can stop them. Nextly with bards. Uh, bards go to college to get more knowledge on the, <laughs> on the type of thing that they, will, that they will study. So they can go into the College of Glamour, which is, oh, you have your, your fashionista type things, your beauty gurus, your, your beauty vloggers. Um, but I actually have a character. They can character. glow up. They can glow up and no one can stop them. Uh, <laughs> they will act like they don't know nobody. So I actually have a character who's a drag queen from the College of Glamour. That makes me so happy. He's a fabulous, beautiful person named Mango, and he runs a cat circus, which I love him. I love him for. I've just been introduced to him just a few minutes ago, and oh my goodness, he's, I am all about this he's character. He's a beautiful boy. Um... <laughs> College of Lore is next, and that one is the um, most chosen, uh, aside from the College of Valor. I think it's most chosen, like, because I remember when I was making my my character, and mm-hmm. uh, it's one of, I think, just two or three in the actual player's handbook. Yeah. And it seemed the most versatile, and that's why I chose mm-hmm. it. If yeah, I had it's... known about Glamour, let me tell you. Well, Glamour, you can find it in uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I need to buy more books. Yeah, you do. Or you can go on to like D and D Beyond. You can become a member. I need to and t- buy the books that I way. Why haven't I done this? <laughs> it's easy. It's simple. It's like five dollars a month if you want to go like endless things, which is what I do. And I, I can actually I can share idea. my content with like, for five dollars a month. I could just share my content with people that I'm friends with on Twitch. 
Why haven't we done this yet? Excuse me? What? I told you about it. I know. What's my problem? I don't know. This is on me. I know. Not sponsored by D&D Beyond, by the way. Hashtag not sponsored. Oh my gosh. If D&D Beyond could sponsor us, though, that'd be amazing. Right? I love, I love using If anyone could sponsor us. (laughs) 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 So, College of Lore is uh, like, oh, you're knowledgeable of things. Uh, in things you you know the most I about think, everything. I think you get is that where you get the feet uh, jack of all trades. Yeah. Okay. It is. Um, and jack of all trades makes you like partially proficient in basically everything. It's great. It's great. It makes it's it's the reason why bards are so op in fifth edition. Yeah. But like I don't care. <laughs> I like it a lot. No, the reason so bards. Being OP is the reason why DMs make things hard for people. <laughs> <laughs> like my 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 game, uh, my DM has made the magic rules really really complicated, mm-hmm. and you can only use magic under circum- yeah. certain circumstances, and that really actually levels out the bar really mm-hmm. well with everybody else. Yeah, and which if you could limit like magic intake in some form. For like a bard, that would be really good for for your um, for your party. But if you're like, oh, run free with this, your bard can cause some damage. <laughs> but listen, you do you, <laughs> you do you, Budo. Um, so next is the College of Satire. You're the comedians. I'm... Yes, That's the bards who are the comedians, the stand-ups. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I know about any of these lords? I don't know because they're in or these not lords. So <laughs> the different colleges, subclasses. Yeah. The subclasses. Yeah. Well, the king, the the College of Satire is part of the player test content. Is part of the Unearthed Arcana. Okay. So it's kind of being play tested. You're gonna have to ask your DM whether or not you can use play-tested content, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, you know, whatever. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the next is the College of Swords, which is the Sword Dancers. Oh, man. I need a Sword Dancer stat. Oh. So, a while back, I actually was going to play Pathfinder with some people. Uh-huh. And I actually did have a character who was a, who was a Sword Dancer. Nice. Uh, but they were a type of tiefling in Pathfinder. That was um, part chain demon, mm-hmm. and so they had um, they had their swords on the tip of their chains, so they would dance around and use their chains. Nunchuck as swords. <laughs> Nunchuck swords. Nunchuck swords. <laughs> so yeah. Um, next is the kingdom of valor. Nice. Or the, the not the kingdom of valor, the college of valor. The college of valor. Mm-hmm. Both of us in words today. I know. We're, we're having. Good. We're having a day. For it's sure. Friday, guys. We're having a day. <laughs> but King, uh, College of Valor is, um, what I said, it's one of the second most popular colleges to choose. And it's kind of like the College of Lore, except you're more inept with um, with more religious stuff. Okay. Inept as in yeah. bad. You're, yeah, you're basically... Um, you're a heathen. No, you're not a heathen. It's it's one of the, like like you're a gospel choir type of person. Oh, so not inept, adept. Yeah, adept. Sorry. Um, so you're you're a gospel type of. Amen. Yeah, kind of. Amen. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, and last is the College of Whispers. What is that? Um, College of Whispers. I haven't looked into it as much as I should. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the College of Whispers is, um, like the College of Gossip. Oh, 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 that makes sense. So you can make things happen with rumors. Wow, I need more rules, apparently, so that I can, like, make more bards. Yeah. Instead of making the same bard You need, like, an army of bards. I do! Like, I just need an entire, like, I need somebody to go in on me, in with me, in a party of just bards. Yeah. Just a traveling circus. We should do that. <gasps> we should do a traveling circus. We should. <laughs> Guys, just a heads up. <laughs> My OC, do not steal. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, what I was going to say is, guys, no, please guys, guys, guys. So, so saying that uh, made, uh, made me remember that we're starting uh, D&D stuff. Oh, a, a group. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. So we're There's gonna see. No way I'm gonna be able to convince those two to be bards. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could try. I'm not. They're nah. No. Nope. Okay. But we're starting a D and D um like podcast, like mini podcast, mini sodes, um, mini sodes that you'll be able to listen to, uh, which will have us all adventuring with me as a DM. We so. say mini-sodes, and they're likely to be, like, three hours each. <laughs> Let's so these are the mini-sodes. Yeah. <laughs> Hour-long mini-sodes. Um, okay, so back to subclasses. We're at clerics now, and these are for domains. So these are the type of gods and goddesses that you can choose from. So these are kind of straightforward. You have the arcana domain, which are... Uh, people, uh, the, the gods and goddesses over Arcana. The city domain, which is an unearthed Arcana thing. And these are the um, the preachers of like, oh, have you heard the word about how our, this this god is non-existent type of Rude. thing? Rude. Yeah. They're the atheist clerics. Why? Yes! <laughs> They're atheist clerics. It's an oxymoron. So what do they, like, do they worship, like, like capitalism or something? I don't Do they know. Like, I I haven't been able to get my hands on on Earth Arcana because it is such an expensive book because it's a it's a playtesting book right now. Yeah. What's so like in um Stardew Valley? What's is it like Joja or Joba? Uh, Yoba. Yoba. Yeah. That that's the um the big huge corporation. Yeah. Are they just the people that no come the, no Joja Joja is the is the corporation. Yoba is like the god that they worship. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. So the the corporation Joja Mart. There you go. So are they the people that like will come around like looking for people that have passed out and like make you pay to like take you back to your yeah, house? Yeah, probably. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder your character is like screw this. I'm leaving to Stardew Valley. <laughs> Have you guys heard the, the the good word about Walmart? <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior. The big yellow, the big yellow smiley face. The arches, the golden arches. <laughs> oh my God! Praise be, okay. praise be, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> so, the next one is the Death Domain, which is like your Raven Queen type of thing. What is that? Have you never heard of the Raven Queen? I don't think I have. She's uh, the the goddess of um, the the thing between life and death. She's purgatory. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. So, like in the adventure zone, I'm not that far in. I'm only like four episodes. Okay. So seven. I'm going to tell you the Maybe spoiler seven alert. Episodes. Go for it. Spoiler alert. Uh, there's a character who comes in named Kravitz, and he works for the Raven Queen. Um, and the Raven Queen has sent him after Trace Horny Boys because <laughs> they have been breaking the laws of death, quote unquote. Okay. Um, which is weird because they're like, oh, none of us have died. Yeah. We haven't brought anyone back. Why are you coming after us? Ah, uh, some things that I've seen have made now make way more sense. Okay. So, yeah, Kravitz uh, works for the Raven Queen, and he's basically a Grim Reaper that works for her. Nice. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I'd and to play a Grim Reaper. Well, the thing about Ra- the Raven Queen is that she hates necromancers. Okay. She absolutely hates them. Yeah, because they're going and she, against And she them. does not like people who mess with the, um, the nature of death. Okay. So, she's like, kind of, kind of an iffy god, but a lot of people worship her, because... They're like, oh, you must accept death as it is. And it's like, okay, calm down, goth. Step back for like three seconds. All right, edgelord. <laughs> edgelord, step back. So the next one is the Forge Domain, which are like the creator gods. Okay. So that's kind of like a simple thing. Um, next is the Grave Domain, which kind of falls right right. Oh, uh, right above death, but not death. Okay. They are, um, like, like more evil gods, like for necromancers. And dun, whatnot. dun, dun. Um, next is the knowledge domain. Gods and goddesses of knowledge. Uh, life domain is next, who are the life gods and goddesses. From now on, you're just going to assume that every time I say a domain, it's like, oh, the gods and goddesses of that domain. Uh, you have the light domain, the nature domain, the protection domain, 
which is an unearthed arcana thing. A, the Tempest Domain, the Trickery dom- Domain, and the War Domain. The War Domain. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> good blood, bad blood, good blood, bad blood, good. <laughs> almost did it. Almost, almost. did it. And then I didn't. You, were, you were almost there and then you didn't. You fell short. Uh, next is the Druids, and they have subclasses known as Circles. Circles. And this um, is Druids. Circles. Yeah, these are the Druids. So the Circles are like, oh, they're tribes, they're kin. So you have the circle of dreams, the circle of land, the circle of moon, the circle of the shepherd, uh, the circle of spores, and the circle of twilight. So with the circle of dreams, it's like your your focus is on like the imagination and thought, like Wonderland. Dun dun dun. So your your druid is, um, oh, if if I can think it, I can do it. Okay. So I have a character known as Grandma Theo. Aww. She's been a druid all of her life, um, <laughs> and she's the one who actually taught um, my cleric Eno how to be uh, a druid. Okay. But she has she's part of the Circle of Dreams domain, and her keep is this like beautiful like big tree that you can go inside, and it just it changes around you. Ooh. Whatever you want, it'll like change into. That sounds hecka. So <laughs> it's really cool, and she has like. Um, she can have like books float to you, um, things like dangling from vines that are just holding them in place. That's really cool. Kind of reminds me of, um, from the, the princess and the frog. Yeah. Mama. Mama Odie. Mama Odie. I was going to say Brody. (laughs) Mama Mama, Brody. Mama Bro. (laughs) Mama Odie. And Mama Odie. Um, I actually based Theo kind of off of Mama Odie, but... I also took things from like um, Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away and uh, taking inspiration from the live action Alice in Wonderland movies. Nice. To kind of create Grandma Theo and and her keep. And of course, like she passed away like earlier in in canon and, you know, actually took over her, her keep. And she actually renamed the grove that it's in Theo's Grove. Nice. Um, kind of, and she actually protects the the keep, and that is her keep, which is really cool. And it's founded like in the middle of the forest. That sounds awesome. Uh, but what I like about the Circle of Dreams is that um, on le- at level ten you get a feat known as Hidden Pathways. Mm-hmm. The Fey of the forests actually. Uh, see you as a friend at this point and so they allow you to use pathways that let you fast travel through the forests huh yeah that's so cool yeah (laughs) which i really like yeah no kidding yeah um the circle of the land is um is the nature circle okay so you have like your nature druids so in critical role with keyleth she Mm -hmm. is um known as an ashari but her circle is the circle of the land Okay. And so her magic is more nature-based. Nice. Uh, the circle of the moon, you get your power from nighttime. Uh-huh. You are your, the, the night owls. Nice. Of the Same. druid world. That would um, be me. So you're, you're more active at night, but like really groggy during the morning. You don't have as much power in the daytime than you do at the night, in the nighttime. That makes sense. Same. Um, yeah. Same here. Circle of the shepherd, you're an animal druid. You can speak with animals. You can, um, you have a wider range of things that you can turn into with wild shape. Nice. Which I was so close to choosing for Grandma Theo, but I was like, mm, no, I want a more Wonderland thing with her. Uh, the Circle of Spores and the Circle of Twilight, I don't know much about because they're also part of the Unearthed Arcana. Uh-huh. But um, what I can, what I could figure out is the Circle of Spores is um, you get your your powers from. Um, decomposition and fungus. Mm-hmm. So you get your powers from that. And then um, nice. the yeah. <laughs> garbage boys. Garbage boys. And the circle of twilight is kind of like, oh, your your cleric has kind of like other, gets their power from otherworldly places. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like in the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, how the Twilly are kind of a thing. It's okay. kind of like that. Nice. What was the name of the garbage boys? Sorry. For the, what? What was the what the was circle? the circle? Yeah. The circle of the uh, the circle of spores. I like this. That's weird. Like just imagine being like somebody that's like mm-hmm. 
what's it, like an opossum? Yeah. Like, I just having, like, a character that kind of looks like an opossum. <laughs> a rat, a rat cat, uh, like uh, the were-rats. Yeah, he'd be so cute. Oh he'd be gosh. the trash boy. Trash boys. <laughs> Junkrat. I was going to say, that's where Junkrat's from. It's Junkrat. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make Junkrat, and he's going to oh be a druid. <laughs> it makes so, no sense. We should do it, though. Let's do it. But when I first, um, when there was, a, there was a character in Critical Role known as Caduceus Clay. Okay. He's a furbolg. When I first met him and like his little um, mannerisms and where you find him, I legit thought he was from the Circle of Spores. And then he's like, oh, I'm a cleric. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but next up is fighters. So you have your arcane archer, which um, is kind of a weird one, but uh, you actually, this is the only fighter class, really, that uses magic. Okay. So um, you're the ones who can weaponize spells that don't usually, that aren't usually weaponized. Um, so like dancing lights, you okay. can use it and like use them as projectiles. What? Yeah. What is this? This is an arcane archer. What? This is the fighting archetype. That's awesome. Next is the, um, the beret or the purple dragon knight. Ooh. So they are the soldiers. Nice, nice. Um, next is a battle master. You're basically really good with any type of weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, the brute, it's um, you're the tank. You can do fisticuffs, but this is more of you can also use improvised weapons. Really good. All right. So you can like turn a chair into a weapon if you really wanted to. I mean, I, I could chair turn a chair into a weapon if I wanted Everybody to. Everybody can. Um, <laughs> but I know, I know, I get what you mean. So next is a cavalier. And the cavaliers are the the like like the mounties. <laughs> they ride their horses Canadian. to battle. <laughs> hey my dude, hey my dude, I'm gonna have to take you out now. Uh, <laughs> next is the champions, and champions are actually really cool because um, they are actually um, granted power from like a god or a goddess. They they. The god or goddess has seen potential in them and lend them power in battle. Ooh. Wow. So they're str- so a champion's strength is enhanced by a god or a goddess. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Next is an Eldritch Knight. Okay. Which um, allows you to use um, different Eldritch spells. Got you. Um so it's kind of like a archetype for the arcane archer. It's like, oh, you can either choose this or this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, next is a knight. A regular old knight. Me! Uh, <laughs> next is a samurai, which you use katanas. That's really cool. That's for, like, epic weeaboos. Yeah. <laughs> and next is a sharp is a sharpshooter. Nice. Or a gunslinger, if you find it in Pathfinder. <laughs> so that's just, that's high noob. Yeah. Well, Percy. Percival from Critical Role is a okay. is a sharpshooter. Nice. Yeah. So. Next is the monks. You got your you got your kung fu's, and these are ways. These are the ways. Um, bards are path or barbarians are paths. Monks are ways. Okay. So monks, there's the way of the drunken master, which is that's awesome. You you fight with the, um, with the capability of a drunk person. That is that's. Well, like, what movie is it that Jackie Chan does that? I can't remember. But you know, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know what about, you're though. talking about. But I could pull my big brother in here, and he could probably tell you. But I'm too lazy to get him. That's fine. Um, next is the way of the four elements. So you can, it's you're a bender, fire bender, nice. water bender, earth bender, air bender. That's really cool. So can you be the avatar, or do you have to? You choose can one of if those? you want to. <gasps> Why didn't I choose this? Why Why am I just learning about these things now? Why are you just learning about these things? You I need to step out of the comfort like zone years. of a bar. Never. You but need to step out of the comfort zone of I'm a bar. I'm really tempted now. <laughs> There's so much to learn. There's the way of the kensei, which I really haven't been able to figure out yet. Okay. So I will get back to you on that. The way of the long death. So it's it's kind of like how you can... I don't know why I just put my headphones on. I don't need them. Uh, we're in the same room. But uh, the way of the long death is kind of like, oh, you pick your prey, you stalk your prey. Dun, dun, dun. So it's kind of like um, a Komodo dragon. Oh, When they okay, bite yeah. you and then follow you until you die. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. 
Oh, that's creepy. I don't need a stalker. Oh. <laughs> Next is the way of the open hand. So that's kind of like your martial artists. Like you're the way that they um, that they fight, they go for pressure points. Okay. And that's how they fight. Nice. Um, next is the way of the shadow. Like kind of kind of obvious. Yeah. Fight fight shadows with shadow. Alright, Edgelord. <laughs> you you can fight shadows instead of the actual person you can go for the shadow and it will do damage to the person. What yeah. that's not what I was thinking at all. That's you really can be an cool. edgelord too. Um, next is the way of the sun soul. You get your power from the sun. Nice. And then the way of tranquility. Which you you find you uh, fight with your inner with inner peace. Inner peace. Yeah, inner peace. That one's Genji. It's, no. No. Zenyatta. Zenyatta, dang it. Because of his ultimate. Yeah. He yes, experienced that's... tranquility. Just, yeah. No, I know. I meant that. <laughs> I'm real fat, I swear. <laughs> uh, I'm, all, I'm already Tracer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're jumping from that to Paladins. Here we go. Which, Paladins are Oath. Their, their subclasses are Oaths. All right. So you have the Oath of the Ancients, which is kind of like the um, the how barbarians have like the the path of the of the celestial ancestor. Yeah. Um, so the paladins actually um, do things for the honor of their ancestors. Honor. The honor. Oath of conquest. Okay. It's basically you're an inquisition. I was going to say nobody expected that. <laughs> nobody expected the paladin inquisition. <laughs> um, next is the oath of the crown, which your oath is to kingdom, is to the kingdom you're under, to okay. the king and queen that you're under. Next is the oath of devotion, which is love. <laughs> you fight for the one you love. Oath of redemption is another one. Where your character went to a dark place, but they're fighting against that dark place. That's awesome. They're fighting for redemption. Oath of treachery. Kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. You backstabbing son of a gun. <laughs> um, the oath of vengeance. You kill my father, prepare to die. <laughs> and then you have the oath breaker. Which the oath breaker is kind of... Is a certain, is a certain type of paladin... Where you go against your oath. Okay. Um, which you actually can find out more about in the um, the DM, the DMG, the Dungeon Master Guide. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Gonna have to look into that I one. I know. Okay. Next is Rangers. <laughs> um, so you have Beast Masters, which nice. are your animal tamers. You have your Gloom Stalkers, which a Gloom Stalker is a type of creature that you can find in the shadow planes which is a type of uh, uh which is kind of like the what is it called the the the, the purgatory okay of yeah. the dnd world except there's like no color at all everything is monochromatic Ooh, that's it and the gloom stalker that's is an aesthetic yeah it is and a uh, gloom stalker is one of the uh creatures Okay. In, that you can find in the Shadow Plane. And a lot of the Shadow Plane uh, creatures are terrifying. I bet they are. They are so creepy and terrifying. But these rangers are masters of taking care of those types. Uh, next is a Horizon Walker. All right. Which they are more of the survivalists. Okay. Next are Hunters. Self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they take care of beasts. Uh, monster Slayers, again, self-explanatory. And then you have the Primeval Guardian. It's an unearthed arcana type thing. Uh, you are tasked with guarding the um, primordial planes. All right. That's kind of your thing. Uh, next are rogues, which I am in love with being a rogue, but um, I don't really <laughs> I don't really do rogues anymore. Huh. Because I was like, mm, there's a lot of other classes that I can choose from. So you used to be like me, but with a rogue. With, yeah, I loved playing rogues. I just like bards, okay? I'm calling <laughs> you out. I know. I'm calling me out. I'm <laughs> calling myself out. Next, uh, so the rogues, they're, um, they don't really have a thing that kind of defines them, but they are the arcane trickster, which they use um, spells to do things. Uh, to do what they need to do. Assassins are next. Self-explanatory. They go after people and kill them. 
<laughs> um, the, there's also the inquisitive. These are the types of people who, they're, they're like they're the Carmen Sandiego's nice. of the world. Um, next is the mastermind, self-explanatory. They're the ones who think of the plan and execute it. Scouts are next, and they are the ones who, you know, they go see what's going on, come back and relay information. Okay. The swashbuckler, which sounds like I really like. So much fun. This is actually one of the newer subclasses. Is it though? Yeah, it's one of the newer subclasses. So basically, if you're a rogue and you choose a swashbuckler, you're basically a pirate. That like see like you're a pirate. Hashtag you're, goals. You're a plunderer. That's the that's my other go-to is pirate. Like yeah. I haven't played one in D and D, but like the, there you go. You know, you can be a bard. Pirates. You can be a rogue now. You could be a swashbuckler. I might. Um, and the last is a thief, which is one of the OGs. Of, of and course. that's one of the ones that people go to the most for rogues is either a thief or an assassin. Sorcerers are next. I'm finding out so many ways to be an edgelord today. Yeah, I know. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. So next are sorcerers. And what's cool about sorcerers is they actually get their magic from their bloodline. So along the way, they prob- they picked up their powers from like an ancestor. Uh-huh. And that bloodline kept going and going and got to them. Okay. So... Um, sorcerers with the divine soul are ones who have celestial ancestry. Mm-hmm. Draconic bloodlines okay. are ones who have um, dragon blood. Are probably the ones with like oh dragonborn in their system, or uh, actually came from actual dragons, but can be like oh I'm fully human. I don't have ancestry, but you still like see some of that in them. Still have a dragon heart. Yeah. Or they can have like dragon. They actually have like an eye that's. Uh, like a dragon eye that's slitted or they probably have like scales that they're trying to hide next is the phoenix sorcery so it's like i get knocked down but i get up again (laughs) he's never gonna keep me down he's never gonna keep me down so like um yang from ruby yeah nice um next is the sea sorcery which you get your your power from sirens so somewhere along the line there was a siren in your family I like that. That sounds cool. Next is shadow magic. Yeah. Self-explanatory. Then there's stone sorcery. So you have prime evil blood in you. So somewhere along the line, someone did the woohoo with a with a primeval spirit wow from primordial plane. (laughs) Somebody got busy. Someone got busy. Um, Next is storm sorcery. So self-explanatory, but. It's with the power of of the storms. And then wild magic. Now, wild magic is one of the trickiest subclasses to play. It's hard to, like, even be cursed with it. Like, it's so fun. Like, if you've seen um, Dingo Doodles and all her, like, misadventures with wild magic and everything. Um, Our paladin. She's a paladin, guys, not a cleric. (laughs) She's been cursed with... Not cursed, but, like, she's... uh, her dice have cursed her with the with wild magic. Oh no. Technically it wasn't her dice. It was her poor rolls in the DM. No, it was absolutely her dice. Oh my gosh. Her dice hate her. She curses them and then they curse her back. That's what happens when you curse your dice. You have to be nice to your dice. But wild magic, for those who don't know, is one of the most dangerous subclasses that you can choose from a for a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Or if you're cursed with it, it's one of the most dangerous things that can happen to you. Because instead of using a d20, at first you have to roll a d100. Mm. And whatever your the number it lands on, that thing can happen. So it's like, say you're trying to cast Speak with Animals. Roll a d100. It can either do the thing, do a thing but have a negative consequence, do a completely different spell, or harm you in some way. It can turn you blue. It can turn you blue. No, I have a character uh, that I haven't been able to use yet, but it's this little four-year-old furbolg. So this is a baby who is a sorcerer. That's dangerous. Yeah, that's very dangerous. And the reason why I did it was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if my old D&D group were tasked with trying to find a child's parents, but this child has magic powers <laughs> that it can't control. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, I was, I was, basi- I was watching The Incredibles too. Oh, there you I go. When I made him. So it was like, he's Jack-Jack basically. That's but the fantastic. Thing is, the thing is, he has six hit points. And since he has wild magic, one of the consequences to wild magic is... 
you can accidentally fireball yourself. Oh no! Which is a crap ton of damage, especially since it's a level three fireball that you fire at yourself. Oof! Oof. Yeah. Oof. So I was like, these people need to protect this child from oh, himself. From himself. For serious. But I never got to use him. Oh man. Which is suckish. I might bring him back for. We can try it. But it would really depend on the circumstances and if you guys are able to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the things for Sorcerer. Uh, next is Warlocks. Now, Warlocks get their powers from, from demonic sources. Like, something happened to them in their past life or um, they follow something. Like, my, my friend I told you about last, last episode. Yes. Safina. Her thing was her family worshipped the devil Azazel. Okay. And Azazel nice. made a promise to her that if she married this, her, her girlfriend, her past girlfriend before Eno, uh-huh. that he would give her unlimited power. Spoiler alert, she chose me instead, so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Unlimited Un- power! No, unlimited. She chose love over power, Aww. which is awesome. But there's the, the Archfey, uh-huh. Um, which, these are, like, different things that you can choose from. So, the Archfey is the gods from the Feywilds. Uh, the Celestial, which is actually a twist to the Warlock, where instead of, um, having a contract with a demon, you actually have a contract with a god or a goddess. Okay. So you're kind of like a cleric, but a Warlock. Because uh-huh. you're not, like, in, you're indebted to them, you don't worship them. Okay. So, uh, next is the Fiend, which is where you get kind of like your devils, your nine hells type thing. Ghost in the Machine is a new one that for the Anarchicana. And Ghost in the Machine is more of a Technomancer type thing. It's gonna say. So, if you have. It sounds people, like a Shadowrun sort of yeah, deal. It's, I think it's kind of based off of that, but Ghost in the Machine is more for uh, those D&D campaigns where it's like. Steampunky. <gasps> we need to do a steampunk right one. Now, we should. You'll have to wait until this this one because I have I have a good idea. No, fine. For what we fine. have, fine. Um, the next is the Great Old One, which is Cthulhu. Basically, you okay. follow Cthulhu. <laughs> next is the Hexblade, which you get your power based on a an old an ancient deity. But they give you a sword to use. Nice, And nice. their power is given to you via that sword. Next is the Raven Queen, which is really weird, because Raven Queen has followers, but you can also be, like, devoted to the Raven Queen, which I think is kind of what Kravitz is, is a warlock. I think Kravitz is a warlock devoted to the Raven Queen. Okay. Um, so you can probably be a Grim Reaper that way. All right. Um, if you want to still be a Grim Reaper. I think my I think my brother has a Grim Reaper kind mm-hmm. of character that he wants to do. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to send you the the thing that I made. Yeah, um, and I still have to get the freaking map done. I need I need to find my like my roll of big paper. I was gonna say I can get my 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 DM. She loves commissioning doing maps for yeah. commissions and stuff. Well, I have to I so. have to like draw basically what I want, and then she could probably do it. But the next is the the seeker. So the um, the entity that comes to you is like, I lost this thing. If you can get me this, I will give you power. Ooh. Uh, and then the last is the undying, okay. which is kind of like your, your necromancy type thing. You're trying to bring back a being. Okay. And they're like, I'll give you my power if you can bring me back. Yeah. I will give you all the necessary uh, all necessities. All these sound like traps, but... Here's the thing about warlocks. It mostly is a trap. It's gonna say. It sounds like it's a trap. Yeah. So what was gonna happen? Let me tell you the story of about, about Safina. Okay. So um, my my best friend, he, they, sorry, they were really really nice in letting me kind of help them mold the story for Safina. Because what I was thinking, and I actually did research on um, Azazel in D and D. And everything and what happened was Azazel used to be a demigod. But before he was sent to hell, he was actually he actually fell in love with a human. And he wanted to be with her and everything, but what happened was she tragically died in Aww. the 
be great in the the war of the uh, of the gods and he was so he was so mad and he was so upset that he went on a rampage and the gods are like, and hey, we ain't dealing with this. Boom, you're banished to the Nine Hells. And he is stuck in one of the rings of the Nine Hells. But um, what he wants is he wants to be able to come back with, with a vengeance. And how he wants to do that is he wants to bring his love back to life. If he can bring his love back to life and get her a body then she will bring him back. So what I was, what uh, we had thought of is if um, Safina had gone through with marrying um, the person she was supposed to marry, Mm -hmm. then one of them would have been sacrificed to become Azazel's bride. And he would have come back and destroyed the world. Yikes. And so Theo actually told, um, because Thea was been, had been around for 800 years. She was an elf. She was a wood elf. And elves lived to about, like, 900 years old. Yeah. So she was a very, very old granny elf. <laughs> and she actually um, had told Safina about what she knew about Azazel. And she's like, "I'm uh, here's your choices. You can either go ahead and uh, go through with that, bring the destruction of the world, or you can choose your friends. Uh, friendship. Is magic. <laughs> so what happened was after after that, Safina actually went back um, to her friends, and they were actually in the kingdom where her where her girlfriend was at the at the time. Uh-huh. And her girlfriend was a um, a leader of the Drow, and Safina was a princess of the of the gnomes. Uh-huh. And so um, her girlfriend um, was actually working with her with. Safina's dad and Safina hates her dad. <laughs> and what happened was the party killed her dad. And they were going to go Yikes. get the bard. Because the bard, a few a few sessions back, was cast into the shadow planes. Okay. Um, and so they're like, we need to go get him. Yeah. So they went to go find a someone who could open a portal to the shadow planes mm-hmm. who was located within the Drow Kingdom. Okay. And before they they went into the shadow planes, um, Safina looked at her girlfriend. She's like, I want you to come with me. Aww. We can do this together. And her girlfriend looked at her and she said, no. <gasps> what? And she left. No. And that was like, Safina's just like, screw you, you Excuse then. me? And Safina's basically like, okay then, I guess this is it. Bye, Felicia. And wow. that, then that RP is actually, the, the RP where they went into the shadow plane is when Safina and Eno got together. Uh-huh. Because they actually, they talked it out um, after they met up with um, Hans once again. And um, the two were just, uh, Savage. Were, were together and they were just talking. Eno straight up told her, I want to marry you. But I want us to take things slow first, if you'll if you'll allow me. Okay. Because Safina kind of caught her up on what happened. And um, Safina looked at her and said, okay. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, happy endings, though. Hooray. For, for Safina. Um, back to subclasses. Back to subclasses, my, my friends, after my dudes. After that beautiful story. Um, after that beautiful story, my dudes, it's time to come back to subclasses. For the wizard. So wizards are pretty cool. I've wanted to make a wizard for a long time, but I haven't really had the chance to create a wizard. Um, But there are a bunch of archetypes that you can choose from. So you have an artificer who make magical items to use. Ooh. And the example that I'm going to use is actually uh, another D&D podcast that I listen to. It's called Revival. Okay. It's a real play podcast by uh, one of the guys who does another podcast that I listen to called Let Me Tell You About. Okay. And he plays a character named Dr. Patton. Uh-huh. And Dr. Patton, even though this is like um, a D&D podcast that uses the um, 3.5 rules, he's, a, he's an artificer. Okay. And um, so he, in order to make an artificer work... They have to have something in their tool in their like tool set. Like, oh, I created this thing, and they have to give a description of it. Okay. And what Patton does 
is he says, oh, this is Dr. Patton's patent pending, and then he gives the, he gives the name. And since he actually has the, yeah, since he has the name, he's able to use the thing. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> you should listen to it. Absolutely. It's hilarious. The, the guys that do it are hilarious. Next is the Blade Singer. So this is like Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Next is the Lore Mastery. So it's kind of like the school of lore for bards. Okay. Except for for wizards, um, you're able to do spells from a lot of uh, the different cla- a lot of different classes. Okay, I get you. Um, but you have kind of like some rules that you have to follow for that. Now you get to your schools. So you have your school of abjuration. Mm-hmm. Your school of conjuration, school of divination, school of enchantment, school of evocation, school of illusion, uh, school of invention, school of necromancy, school of transmutation. Wow, that's a lot of schools. It has a lot of schools. And each school allows you to do a certain type of spell based on, you know, what you go to. Yeah. School of invention, though, is a newer one that's being play tested. And these are the ones who can create magic with machine. Ooh. Um, so they invent things. That They're sounds like, oh, cool. Uh, I've made I've made this thing. Which also, uh, if you use school of invention, you could probably also go into the subclass known as technomancy. Okay. Which is kind of the exact same thing. You take magic machine, combine it together, boom. Yeah. Character. Again, sounds like Shadowrun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I had I had a thing where I was like, oh, I want technomancers to be de- like a dead civilization. Ooh. Um, that kind of came. That kind of was like the the dwarves in Skyrim. Original idea: do not steal. Original idea: do not steal, please. But um, <laughs> like in Skyrim, when you're walking around and you find those dwarf civilizations with like the machines that come out and attack you and whatnot, that's technomancy. Okay, I get you. And there's there's a really fun mod that anybody who has played Skyrim on PC can get this mod on the Nexus or through Steam. Whether yeah, it whichever. really depends. But it is a mod that gives you a, a little bit of a sub-story that you can go into. Okay. Um, where your character travels back in time to when this dwarf civilization was just sprawling with life. And you have to figure out what the heck caused the end of this dwarf civilization in the past. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, oh my is. gosh. It's a really good one and actually won a few awards. I bet it did. Because it has its own story. It has voice acting in it. It has new new items that you can collect. And it also has a, um, if you're able to, I'm pretty sure it has a new um, companion that you, can, okay. that you can get if you get the good ending. It took me forever to get the good ending in that. <laughs> but it's a really good mod. If you're able to find it and download it, do it. Next is um, the, the Thurgy. Okay. Which, I don't know what the Thurgy is, but I have to, like, look it up. It's, I'm gonna, I'm, I just look it up. I'm not gonna okay. be able to do it justice. But okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hurry I and look it up. I think it's, like, the guards. Uh, oh, the practice of rituals. Oh, don't that's what thirdy means. The practice of rituals. So I am absolutely wrong. Like so I these said. are the ritual casters. Like their main focus is ritual casting, which we will get to next week. Hey, uh, sorry we didn't get it to it this week. We'll get to it next week though. Next time. Uh, last is war magic. These are the ones who will who use more damage based spells. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're the ones who have used the more powerful spells because they're able to control it better. For sure. Um, and I'm pretty sure that if you're a, if you use, if you're a war magic user, then you're able to use higher level spells at lower levels. Okay. Which I think is really cool. Nice. That is, that's, that's way cool. Like, that sounds a little OP almost, but like, let's do it. Yeah. That sounds really (laughs) fun. So... Those are all of the different subclasses. Those That's kind of like the story behind subclasses and archetypes. I think um, that's really interesting because, like, what kind of, when you, like, first look at all of the classes that you have, you almost feel a little bit limited. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I can only be these things. Uh, these but then you don't realize yeah. that those things, they're so, like, 
in depth, mm-hmm. and that there's like all there's infinite possibilities yeah. within those. No, and that's why that's those classes. That's why people are like really confused about like, oh, I only have the dungeon master's guide in the player's handbook. I am I'm only limited to these things when they don't understand that there's so much more. To I had no idea. D&D. Yeah, there's so much more to D and D than just those two handbooks. You have different players' guides. You have like many adventures that you can go on from Wizards of the Coast that give you a more expansive world. For sure. Um, Very much more expansive. Yeah. And D&D is going through like a player tested content where they're giving different people the opportunity to test the content to see if it's good enough to give it to the whole of the world. How do I get that job? I you have it, to be good at actually playing first. Oh, never mind. No, I think it's I think it's um you have to contact Wizards of the Coast. I need to like look into how to be a player tester. We'll figure that out at a later date. Yeah. But if you go to D&D Beyond, actually, I'm swinging back to D&D Beyond. Um you're able to turn on player tester content. So you're able to get that stuff and actually learn how to play it. Fantastic. Um, so if you want to sign up for a D&D Beyond account, you can pl- start playtesting. Let's stuff. do that before I go. <laughs> yeah, let's, well, we'll do that before you have to head out. But yeah, this has been another episode of There's a Rule for That. Uh, sorry about a lot of the rants that we went on or stuff like that, but I hope you still enjoyed. It's um, content. It's content. And we're just glad that people listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. So if you want to check us out uh, at any other place, you can find us on um, Twitter at a rule for that PD, or just by looking at um, a rule for that. You can also email us at a rule for that at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for uh, future uh, things that we should talk about, feel free to email us or uh, Twitter us. Please add us. Um, but uh, you can now find us at Google Play iTunes, Spotify or you know wherever you can get your podcasts. That's awesome Yeah, I had a really busy two weeks. No kidding (laughs) So this has been There's a Rule for That. I am Lindsay Berry. And I'm Brianne Bradley And we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!